we have a few really exciting things that I personally am excited about. The first one is a little update on Jumpstart. Uh, we had a goal to raise funds to have 300 backpacks um, with supplies to be able to hand out to kids here in the Cowichan Valley. And we fully funded all of that, which was great. Well done, church. Yep. That was super exciting, and I think as staff, we were really pumped that that came in so quickly, and we were able to offer this. But then there was more. We actually had a surplus of funds come in, and we were able to offer um, this over $1,700, close to $1,800 that we divided um, amongst a few schools here um, with some point people that we had, and they're able to purchase um, some more supplies specifically that students needed, um, socks, boots, backpacks, um, jackets, different things like that that we were able to offer to say, hey, you guys, like, we're able to offer a bit of, like, at a distance, but, you know, your teachers that know these students, know these families, how can we bless them? And so we are very honored to be able to partner um, with a few schools, and also some of that money would go to um, a meal program so that kids are able to come to school and make sure they have breakfast or lunch so that they can learn really to the best of their abilities. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining in on that fundraiser. It's very exciting. Uh, the second one is the Flourishing Conference. Ryan was up here last week chatting about it. Um, it is next week on Saturday, October 1st. If you have not registered, there still is time. So something to consider as you go about your week this week. And then finally, we have a donation drive for our In, For, and With initiative. This one is really a for the Cowichan Valley. Um, we are partnering with Canadian Mental Health. Um, I need to look. The Basket Society, that's who I was missing. And um, our very own Pierre uh, Emmanuel in recovery. So we're doing a drive for a whole bunch of things. There can be boots, blankets, coats. Um, we're also doing toiletries and a really good opportunity um, with this one. If you go to a hotel and there's the little shampoo, conditioner, soap, those are great for people who are street entrenched because it's not something huge that they're lugging around. So something to consider if you have a bunch of those that you've collected or if you're traveling over the next little while um, to bring those in. We have a bin out back in the foyer that we will be collecting over the next probably month and a half. Um, for these three. Uh, you can also bring in gift cards. And if you have any questions or you'd like to designate donations to a specific organization, you can talk to me or email me and we'll get that sorted. Thank you. If you're visiting with us this morning or if you're joining us online, I want to say welcome. It's great to have you with us. And um, uh, desire is, is that you do feel welcome, you do feel a part of who we are and uh, what we're about here as a church. I do know we have uh, a group of people here that normally aren't here, and it is a group of Cape and Ray students. Uh, they're sitting right here, and uh, fine-looking gentlemen, uh, and the ladies are just behind them, and they are from all over, some from uh, the mainland, some from the interior, yes, uh, some from, uh, let's see if I can get this right, uh, Winnipeg, I think somebody's from Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, did I miss any provinces? BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, yeah, stand up. 
Guys, stand up just so they can see you. See how fine you look. Look at that. Yeah. Super. We are glad that you are here and uh, we have an opportunity to, uh, to just support you, encourage you. And um, I'm going to pray for you right now and then I'll let you sit down. Lord, I thank you for each of these students and they are starting a journey and some are continuing. But may their year at Cape and Ray be one of a fullness of your knowledge. Lord, a fullness of your presence. And may they allow you to transform them as they are at Cape and Ray. In Jesus' name, amen. Super. It's good. Hey, Owen, can you put back the verse for, uh, for the kids' kids zone? Um, I just got to, this is not, okay, this is, I, I, I was debating, I'm sitting there going, should I say anything or not? And it's like, oh man, you know what's going to happen, Scott. Anyway, I have to. So um, this verse this week, I'm, I'm, doing my devos, and I'm just enjoying presence with the Lord and that. And, and this verse comes to mind. And um, I'm going to say something. You guys are going to go, really? Like, seriously? You, you didn't get that the first time? But I didn't get it the first time. Um, so when I look at this verse, I don't know if you look at this verse. When I look at this verse, I look at it, and I think, yes, my only way for salvation is through Jesus. He is the way... Is that right? Yeah, he's the way, he's the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Bible but through him. And, and I think that my view and my look at that has always simply been, yes, I am saved. I know I'm saved through Jesus. Okay? So I'm sitting there, and I'm going through, and I'm, I'm journaling, and, and this, this verse just keeps kind of kicking around in my head. And then I kind of feel like the Lord's saying, wasn't there more? Like, this isn't one and done here. There's more. And what I started just to sit in and enjoy was that every day he is the way. Every day he is the truth. Every day he is the life. Every day I cannot understand my father unless it's through him. Every day. Not just... Yes, one day I will be in his presence without any hindrances whatsoever. But every day he is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, now you can come up to me afterwards and go, really, Scott, you didn't get that the first time? Yeah, I didn't get it the first time. I apologize. But I just love the fact, I don't, I've memorized this verse. Well, we've all memorized this verse now. Um, I've memorized this verse, and I have taught this verse, and I've done all those things. But this week, it just kind of sat with me, and I enjoyed it. Okay. You can now flip through. There we go. Um, so this morning, we are continuing on the invitation to a journey. Uh, the teaching is on us as a church. Oh, I should say this one more thing, and then I'll jump in. Uh, we're missing a whole group of people today because they're out at Imadine enjoying beautiful Camp Imadine. I think there's like 50 or 60 of our family that are out there just enjoying Imadine. So if you're feeling like, where is everybody? That's where they are today. Um, so when they come back next week, tell them, we missed you. And uh, let them know that. Okay, so as we're on this journey, the idea of the journey is that Jesus has given us an invitation, all of us. He has said to us, come, follow me. 
It wasn't just to his disciples some 2,000 years ago. That come follow me is today, present. He is saying to you, as you sit here today, this morning, he is saying to you an invitation to a journey with him, come follow me. And the idea is, is over these next four or five weeks, is that we're laying the foundation of what it looks like to follow him. And then from there, we will begin to add practices to this journey of how it looks to follow him. So that's kind of the roadmap of where we're on. So this, this morning, we're on Come Follow Him. And I want to specifically look at, as Atlanta was leading us in prayer, about surrender. And so we'll, we'll, we'll look at that. When I was a kid growing up, and I can remember, I mean, ever since I was a little gaffer, um, and I was a little gaffer, I remember wanting to be like my dad. And if you want to know where Scott was, if dad was home, just find dad, and you would find Scott. He would be under the truck, changing the oil, that's where I would be. Out hunting, I can remember... Man, small, small, small. My dad would, took me hunting the first time, and every time he went out the door, I had to go with him. I just wanted to be, I wanted to be like my dad. And then one day I woke up, and I looked in the mirror, and lo and behold, I am like my dad. Um, I was going to try to show you a picture. I actually asked my dad, do you have a picture of you when you were 20 years ago? And I asked my brother. He takes lots of pictures. We couldn't come up with any picture. My dad has a superpower of avoiding the camera. Uh, I've determined that. But anyway, if you saw my dad, him and I, we look a lot. He doesn't have any hair, and he's got wrinkles like I do. But I realized I was like my dad in more ways than one. Some of them are fantastic, and others, it's like, man, I took on that characteristic. I am like my dad that way. And um, my dad and my mom never said to me, you know, come follow me and be like me. Um, they, parent, they did parent intentionally, but they didn't parent with saying, hey, come follow me. But Jesus has done that very thing. He has said, come follow me and be like me me. And I want to be able to wake up and go, wow, I'm like Jesus. I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. But we're asked to be like him. I want to be in a situation and walk away from that situation going, that's truly the way that Jesus would have responded in that. Like, that is who he is. And so it comes by intentionally, just like when I was a little guy, to be like my dad, I had to intentionally follow him around. Do the things he was doing. Be like him. And it is with Jesus. And he's given us a roadmap to be like him in that way. And that's our exploration that we're on. So turn with me to Mark. Um, Mark chapter 10. And it is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I have uh, talked about this a little bit, but today we are going to dive into it. So Luke 
chapter 10. Um, I encourage you last week to bring your Bible. Anybody bring your Bibles that normally don't bring this ancient analog thing here? Anybody? Yes. All right. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to encourage you to have your Bibles. Um, and I know that uh, some of you, you got your digital. That's fine. I'm going to throw it up here just in case you didn't bring anything and you want to follow along because you, maybe what you have isn't the same. But we're going to look at Mark chapter 10 verses 17 through 22. We'll go to actually 27, but we'll, we'll pause in 22. So, why don't we do something a little bit different today? Uh, Henry, you, I'm going to have everybody stand up. Stand up, everybody. Um, because there is something actually in the ancient practice of God's word that they would actually stand up. So if you're able to stand up, that's great. And, uh, and they would read the word of God standing up. And so we're going to do that this morning. Um, follow along with me. Mark 10, 17. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one calls me good except God. No one is called good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. Disheartened by this saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. You can, maybe you can sit down. <clears throat> what a great story. And I think it's actually a story that you and I can relate to. It's a story that you and I can relate to. And, um, okay, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta pause. Lauren. For those that don't know why we're clapping, uh, Lauren, <laughs> Lauren had a stroke several months ago. And um, when I went and saw him, uh, his, his speech was not very good. Uh, he wasn't walking. And uh, today you are here. And we praise the Lord for that. It's good to see you, Lauren. That is worthy of pausing my message, is it not? Thank you, Lord. All right, so I think we can relate to this story here as, as we read it. And the first thing I want us to see is that, that when it says that he ran up to him, he ran up to him and he knelt before him. Two things. One is, is that he was desperate to see Jesus. He was desperate seeking Jesus. And it shows respect as he falls on his knees. I've never had anybody fall on their knees before me. I've had people desperate to come see me, but not in this manner. And he asked a question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Fair question. Fair question. But think for a moment who this guy is. We call him the rich, young, 
ruler. So he was young, probably in his 20s, okay? So if you're in your 20s here, it's kind of who he was. He was rich, okay? He had, he had stuff. He had the ability to get stuff. He had power. He was a ruler. He had power. Kind of picture him as um, maybe on uh, GQ magazine, right? That's kind of who he was. He had the it factor, probably. Or he was an influencer on social media. That's who this guy was. He, was. he was young, he was rich, he was powerful, he probably dressed well, he probably was good looking, and he comes with a question. What must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? He is, he's got all this stuff and he is wanting. That's, that's what I see here. He is wanting. He is lacking and he is wanting. And he comes and he says, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Something was missing in his life. Timothy Keller put it this way, of course he was missing something because anyone who counts on what they are doing to, to get eternal life will find that in spite of everything they've accomplished.